Yeah! Yes, it is. Travis and Slee, the nighttime extravaganza or whatever we want to go until 2 a.m. this morning. Oh yeah, that's yeah. that's uh, you enjoy the because uh, so you start you start at five no, five hours doing your by yourself. You start. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you got? You started you, you started five tomorrow morning. Uh huh. I got post game pre all that tomorrow. Let's just keep going. Just well, power go, right through why, it. Why go anywhere, Trav? So I had a buddy that uh, was uh, did a show still does still does a uh-huh. show in Houston, and they did like a, you know a little one of those radio stunts where they were on for twenty four hours straight. And it was good for about three of them. And it was good for about the right amount That's awesome. of time. And their regular the show, show is four hours, but the show was only good for three. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it seems like one of those things. Yeah, I'll, tell you, I'll do it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, So let, let's start right here. Not that this matters at all. By yeah. the way, your tweets at Travis Rogers, at Alan Sliwa. Uh, your phone calls, 877-710-ESPN. This is not what I thought we would start with, but why the hell okay, not, let's, right? Let's do it. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you stayed up all night? Mm, that's a have good question. Have you done that? Question. Because I, I haven't done I have it done forever. It. But how long ago was it? Last time I stayed up all night, years ago. I don't know. Yeah. How, I don't know how long ago it was, okay. but it just I, the, actually, I, I think it was one of those trips. I was. It was when I just started working at ESPN. I took a red eye to New York. Okay. And I was going to meet with some clients in New York, and their time we were going to meet at eight a.m. So I took the red eye. I couldn't fall asleep. I, I just can't sleep on a plane. It, it's not happening. So no matter I what I try to do, get some NyQuil, whatever the you know the game plan is, mind over matter, I lose every time. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think that's the last time, so maybe seven, eight years ago. So you're that guy in the back of the plane with his eyes wide open, staring at a book with the light on, and no. everyone's like, this guy back here. No, I got my eyes closed, but I'm not sleeping. <laughs> I just don't fall asleep. Trav, you know what the funny thing is? If I go and I get through that, if you just get over the top there you gotta get over the hump then i'm good yeah i'll go all the, the way hump. till till the evening you can re-caffeine or whatever it is you need to do at around eight nine o'clock in the morning and then kind of hammer through the, the rest part of the day i think the last time i did it was in vegas and there no matter there was no amount of caffeine. two weeks ago trav was in vegas two weeks ago <laughs> with with the whistle and the glow and sticks the gold, that's it. <laughs> that's kind of how i roll right the gold chain nothing buttoned that, that, of that's course right yeah that's right got it all hanging out and doing a thing all right so we got a lot going on we're going to talk with kurt healand coming up here in about oh, a half hour or so we'll talk to him about the nba trade deadline the buyout market that's coming up because the lakers uh whoa <laughs> I, mean, I, I know I, that we're all excited about mm-hmm. LeBron and AD coming back and I'm still very optimistic about when they come back but until they get back whoa I can't do this trade deadline and the th- this is the funny thing so you go on Twitter how long have we been hearing about Andre Drummond's name uh nine years okay nine years we've been hearing about Andre Drummond now, add Kevin O'Connor sent out a tweet a couple hours ago from the Ringer. Um, says the New York Knicks have emerged as serious potential destination for Cavaliers big man Andre Drummond. I think now, if you add it all up, there's 14 teams that are strong candidates for Andre Drummond, and here we are, uh, less than 24 hours away from the trade deadline ending. Nothing's happened. All the hype. I mean, there's been so much hype. You were, like, yeah. you were just referencing about the Lakers. What a weird predicament because come last Saturday, coming into that game against the Hawks, all, you were actually hoping there were no trades that were going down so then you could take advantage of the buyout market. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, every scenario is – Trav, I, I can't look at the schedule and tell you the next game that the Lakers are going to win. I, yeah, I don't know when that is. It, it's Well, it, I mean, you got Philly coming up tomorrow night, obviously. 
Um, that's no Embiid. So that, but that doesn't feel like one that's going to go the Lakers' way. Mm-hmm. Hit, Here's the thing. How many times have we watched a game where he's okay, the Lakers are going to get this one easy, even with LeBron and AD, and it's like, sure. wait, they lost to who? They mm-hmm. lost to, you know, pick, what I'm hoping for. random team. That's they're what, gonna, that's what gonna, I'm hoping for now. There's going to be a couple of those, right? Mm-hmm. There's going to be a couple that just kind of pop up. It's like, oh, cool. You know, just Kuzma went for 35 and they won the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that That's going to happen once or twice. It's just what happens in all of the other ones and what happens to them while they're waiting because uh, uh, I was watching the game last night and they were talking about it on TV that you don't want to get used to losing. That, that's just a bad deal. There's something about the, the the Lakers have been a winning team since LeBron James came a couple of years ago and then right up until he got hurt and then you could just see it. When he's not around, it's everybody kind of looking around like, what, what do we do now? And it did feel a little bit like that last night and it's not an effort thing. The Lakers are playing hard. The Lakers are competing in these games. But you can just feel as you watch this, Lee, at least it feels like it to me, that they're all kind of looking around like, okay, who's going to do this right now? Because that's usually where LeBron James takes over or designates who it's going to be or he'll set up guys. Or certainly when Anthony Davis is there, you know that the offense is going to run through him. But now it seems like everybody's like, oh, me? Oh, okay, cool. I'll give it a shot and see what happens. It's just there's no – chain of command there's no hierarchy of this is what we do if that doesn't work here's b here's c here's d it's just kind of throw the cards on the table and see what comes up first what's funny trav is in the first quarter of these games since lebron's been out lebron's been out for two games at the game he left in the second quarter mm-hmm. initially just as things get started i'm like hey you know what this game's not looking that bad. Lakers are right in it. I think yesterday Lakers were down maybe three at the end of the first quarter. We're in it against the Suns. Um, you feel like to start the game, there's that energy that's carrying the Lakers. It's only going to take you so far. When the dust actually settles and you see that, you know, Wesley Matthews is in with Markeith Morris and Kuzma and Montrez Harrell and, and, and Kaycock, you're like, okay, yeah, it, probably not much is going to happen, you know, the, the rest of the game. And I, and I say that to you, Trav, because you said the effort is there. Effort is great. Yeah. Michael, yesterday, I said in the pregame show, I'm like, Michael, it's not a, it's not an effort question. He's like, well, you'd be an awful coach. He's he, basically what he was trying to say is like, what do you want? You want to go cut them some orange slices and say, hey, thank you for the participation. Don't forget the Capri Suns. Don't forget the Capri Suns. But what I, what I was trying to explain to him was, um, there's only so much these guys are going to be able to do. I'm not mad at the players. On, you know what I mean? When, yeah. when LeBron and Anthony Davis are, are playing, sometimes I get angry because I'm like, we should be up by 20. You can't get mad at these players that are in right now. It's just an unfortunate circumstance. It's roles, right? That What makes a great team a great team, it's two things in my estimation, is you need great players, obviously. You can't win without them. But number two, everybody understands what it is that they're expected to do. How many times have you seen Bill Belichick looking like the emperor from, you know, the Empire Strikes Back with the hoodie pulled up, just look, do your job, mm-hmm. do your job. And it it's, it's kind of creepy because he's kind of creepy, but it also is really good advice. You do what you're supposed to do. You do what you're supposed to do. Right on down the line, if all the people are doing their jobs, the whole thing works really well together. Well, now... It's, okay, what is my job? Do I try to fill in for LeBron? Am I trying to do kind of what AD does? Am I trying to do what I normally do? If I do what I normally do, then this isn't getting done. The job isn't clearly defined, and it's nobody's fault. It's just that there's too much extra stuff on the plate every given night, and no one's there to kind of say, okay, I got this. And quite frankly, it's not a criticism. It's just the reality. There isn't anyone on the Lakers right now Mm -hmm. who's good enough to say, 
all do it. Mm-hmm. They have a bunch of guys that are good enough to, to to have a good night here or there, and we've seen it a million times with Schroeder, with Kuzma, with Montrez Harrell and these guys, but not. Guys, get behind me. Here we go. I got this. They just the, the, Those two guys are in the trainer's room. Did you see um, Woj is doing a special with Zach Lowe? They're doing that NBA trade deadline. Mm-hmm. And I think this is, uh, this is fascinating because – um, you know, as we sit here and we try to look and we talk about Lakers need this or they need size or can you grab Andre Drummond? Is Hassan Whiteside available? Should you go after DeMarcus Cousins? This was uh, this was interesting. I want to take out of um, their uh, their interview. I'll read you the exact quote from Woj. Woj said, "Don't rule the Lakers out of a Kyle Lowry trade." Mm-hmm. So th- this is something that we could open up to Laker fans out there. Um, Kyle Lowry, by the way, is making $30 million this season. That's a lot, by the way. So you have to obviously match contracts here if you're going to grab Kyle Lowry. But let me also say this. Kyle Lowry, that dude is a champion. I mean, if you're trying to win an NBA championship and it's a very short window, and you know, when I say short window, Ramona said this, Trav. She said this maybe about a week ago. That really stuck to me. Every single year, you're all in. Right, as as long as you have LeBron James, you're all in. It doesn't matter about what happens next offseason. No, it the, doesn't. The future is now. It's, it's right here in front. It's of you. irrelevant after you know looking that far down the road because what you really don't know is is LeBron James going to be able to play at this level? I don't have the answer. Is he going to be able to do it for another two, three years? Is he going to be able to do it for longer, shorter, whatever the case is? So one of the things I want to open up to Laker fans out there. Should they go? How how hard should they go after Kyle Lowry? Woj is the one saying that don't don't count the Lakers out of it. I'll tell you what it would take to go get Kyle Lowry if we're just talking from a contract perspective. Schroeder and KCP contract wise will get it done. Now that doesn't mean you're not having to throw in also another piece, maybe a THT, something along those lines. So Laker fans, eight seven 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 ten ESPN. All right, so that's one way to kind of look at the future. The other way is a far more sobering and chilling look at the future, Slee. And I wonder if we didn't get our very first look at it for the first time in about eighteen years. We'll get into that next. It's Travis and Sliwa right here on seven ten ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. I'm okay with Trav and the Slee. Slee, what about you? I'm good. I'm good with that. You all right? Yeah, yeah. I'm good with that. All right. I I don't know. um, Look, obviously. Actually, I had some time to think about it. Travis and Slee was better. Yeah, I don't Had a little know. time to think about I'm not it. sure. The show is obviously blowing up for a variety of reasons, Lee, because it's excellent, first and foremost. But I'm looking at my Ask Slee, which is coming up in about a half an hour from right now. Yes. And we've reached that point where there are far more good ones than there are time to read. So we have to really <laughs> curate our list moving forward. That's this what you want. News. You want quality, not quantity, right? No, no. We, well, we have both. We have quality and quantity. Okay. You ready? 
Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you're doing one right now, or no, no, no. There's some food. There's some. I'm just. I'm just kind of looking through all these. There's an F1 question that I think I'm going to skip over that I would like, but I'm not. I know that you're. You're. We'll get to what we're watching on TV. I've already. Yeah, we'll up do that a little the, bit. Uh, drive to survive. That's coming up in just a little bit. You ready? I'm. I'm, I'm procrastinating a little because I don't want to say what I need to say out loud. You ready? Sure. <sighs> what if? Mm-hmm. What if? Mm-hmm. The injury we saw with LeBron James against the Atlanta Hawks is the beginning of a new LeBron James. And because, look, I, I, I am the biggest LeBron James fan that there is, and I've said it a million times during the mornings. I've said it a million times to you. I think one of, not the only, but one of the most extraordinary things about LeBron James is his ability to go every single night mm-hmm. and his ability to play hard every single night and his ability to play 75, 80 games a season, go deep into the playoffs and play in every game, every season. He's just an unbelievably durable guy. As impressive as anything he's doing on the floor is his availability. Sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. He's also 36. Mm -hmm. He's also played about a billion minutes of NBA basketball. Mm -hmm. And he's a human being. As 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 much evidence, or I should say, as little evidence as there is to support that, he's a human being, and his body will take longer to heal as he gets older. The injuries might be more likely to reoccur as he gets older, and we really never saw him ever get hurt ever till two years ago against the Lakers. He had that uh, little groin thing, mm-hmm. and I think had the Lakers been in the mix, he probably would have been able to push through that. This is obviously not something that he can push through, nor should he try, but. I go back to Kobe. Kobe was Kobe, and then the injuries started to pile up. And obviously, a high ankle sprain is not the same thing as a torn Achilles. I, the, the degree of injury is far less severe. But it was the first time in my life watching LeBron James, I'm like, uh-oh, this could be a different guy coming out of this. I, I don't think that – that has not crossed my mind. No, no, it's crossed my mind. But it's not something that I feel like – let's put it this way. I'm not, con- I'm not as concerned about it. And there are I've got some, you know, calls during the post game show saying, Why would you extend LeBron and Anthony Davis is injury prone? I hear those conversations. Anthony For, Davis is injury prone. That's a fact. And you would still sign him to a five year deal. Of course. Okay, so the LBJ part, think about how LeBron got injured. That can happen on any play in any possession, whether you're John Morant or you're LeBron James. Yep. Doesn't matter the age of that type of injury. Right, uh, there were some who thought Solomon Guy Hill dove into his legs. Some some thought Solomon Hill was incredibly careless. Dennis Schroeder, Montrezl Harrell even pointed it out in the post game show. Um, so the reason why I'm not as concerned is because that was just regular basketball. It's almost similar. You go up for a rebound, you come down on somebody's foot, and you turn your ankle. Right, those things happen in the flow of the game. It wasn't an, a, a type of injury where you thought. Um, based upon his age, based upon him just running up and down the floor, and there's no contact, something happened. So that's why I don't think of it – I don't look too much into that LeBron injury. I'm not saying you can't be right. I'm not saying that – I don't want to be. And, and I'm, I, <laughs> I really don't want to well, be. Well, I, I would I – would, I think even for LeBron James, I'm sure the last couple of years, he's thought in his mind, I have to take as much care of my body as possible because things like this are more likely to happen as you get older than if I was younger. Recovery takes longer, and I think he's done everything he can up to that point. There's some things you can't control. I don't think that play 
there was there's nothing he could have done. That was just a natural it basketball play. It was play. totally random. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know, to, to your point, it wasn't one of the dreaded non-contact injuries, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the ones, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, it doesn't matter. If somebody's just running and all of a sudden they, ah, and mm-hmm. then it's like, uh-oh, that, that's no good. But I keep, I, I keep thinking of it like this. Had you told me five years ago, will LeBron be playing at this level? I would have said, no, not a chance. Mm-hmm. And he is. And have you told me two years ago, is LeBron playing at this level? I say, no, probably not. I mean, at some point, the reality of the human existence kicks in, I think. But then you look at guys like Tom Brady. You look at some other guys. And LeBron is at the top of this list of guys who have been able to push that stuff further and further out into the future. But this is it, it's it's just so unusual with LeBron, and because of his age and everything else, it, it did pop into my mind. I'd love to be wrong. At, at one point, LeBron James is going to slow down. A lot of Laker fans, not even just Laker fans, but um, uh, people thought when he signed with the Lakers over two years ago, well, is LeBron coming here to win championships or is he coming here for Hollywood? Is he coming here for, you know, right? All that stuff. Well, here we are two years later. He's already got a championship and and they're still positioned. Um, We threw out this question. I know we want to take some phone calls. Um, Adrian Wojnarowski does his trade deadline uh, uh, special with Zach Lowe, and he said that don't rule the Lakers out of a Kyle Lowry trade. Well, that's Laker fans out there. Um, if you think the Lakers should go after Kyle Lowry, trade deadline is tomorrow at noon. Where do you want to start, Trav? Let's start in Costa Mesa with Aaron. Aaron, you are on first with Travis and Sliwa. What's going on, Aaron? All right. What's up, guys? How are we doing? Good, All man. Right. Thank you. All right, love the show, love the collaboration, getting into it. Uh, I absolutely think we should mortgage the future, you know. Uh, first thing I think of is, do I trust our GM? And right now I can say, yes, I trust our GM. Uh, so going forward from there, I would say uh, absolutely go ahead and make the trade that we need to do to utilize LeBron's last peak, who knows, year, this playoffs, next playoffs, the year after. I can confidently say that Kyle Lowry will be – you know, two two good playoff runs. I could see him performing at a really high level. And if that means getting rid of Montrez Harrell, who, who really knows how he's going to fit in in the playoff rotation. Uh, Dennis Schroeder's a nice pickup. He's young, so that's the one thing that's holding me back. But, again, it goes back to I trust our general manager. I trust him to, you know, if he needs to mortgage a bit of the future, we're not a small market team. We're a big market team. And if we can't handle a couple of trades – you know, and not that's basically saying we can't draw free agents maybe two years from now, you know, and that's just not well, the case. I, I appreciate I you calling in. Thanks, Aaron. There. Thanks, Aaron. Uh, there, there's a couple of things going on. I agree with him with the idea of Palenka, right? That Palenka has proven he's got a pretty good eye for figuring out, okay, that guy's going to work really well for mm-hmm. us. He's obviously been capable. He of collaborates with the players, the stars, right? 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. But this is whenever we get into the trade conversation, I always come back to this. The other guy needs to say yes too. It's not just as easy as oh here here are you know a bag of nickels and you give me a hundred dollar bill. It doesn't work like that. You you need to make something that is enticing to that other team, and I, I just don't know if the Lakers have that. What's this, this this actually could be enticing to the Raptors. It, it could be, but if I'm the Raptors, mm-hmm. I'm not building a championship around Dennis Schroeder and, and KCP. I'm not winning with that. It, what I might be able to win with are draft picks. What I might be able to win with are so, or, or a THT there. That that might be a little bit of a different thing. But the Lakers have traded away all their picks to get Anthony Davis, which brings me to this, Lee. They have the, they, they, the Lakers made the decision two years ago, or a year ago, during the offseason, 
that the future was Anthony Davis. There is no recalibrating and reloading. The future was at some point, maybe as soon as right now, or maybe even as soon as last year, Anthony Davis was going to be the best player on this team, and LeBron James would be his supporting player. As weird as that sounds, I know that LeBron's still the king and all this stuff, but the future is AD. It's finding little pieces to go with AD. It's not going out there and trying to find the next big guy. So I I, I think I... I kind of agree with that, and I want to take a couple more phone calls, so I don't want to spend too much time on this point for myself. But I'll just say this. Well, Kyle Lowry, um, when we say mortgage future, we talk about Anthony Davis is the future, all that stuff. AD, it's clear the dude's not going to obviously be able to do it on his own. That's not the case with Never any has. NBA player other than maybe LeBron James, right? <laughs> right? So with all that being said, AD is a piece of the future, but the day, the day LeBron James is no longer a part of the Lakers, it's not like we're all just going to hand the keys to Anthony Davis and say, oh, we're good. That's all we need. No, no, no. AD's going to need another superstar. That's as good as him. And then the Lakers you know, will build around it from there. Uh, let's take another quick call here. I want to squeeze in a couple before uh, before um, we get to, uh, to break. Let's go to uh, Jeff in Anaheim. Jeff, what's going on? Hey, guys. Um, this uh, um, trade, the potential trade, is really a mistake. Um, I'm really surprised that this is out there. Kyle Lowry does not do anything for the Lakers' needs right now. Lakers need outside shooting, a spot-up shooter, and, you know, a big to play some defense, block some shots. Um, But Kyle Lowry doesn't do anything. And and, uh, Schroeder is a much better, younger version of Kyle Lowry. And Kyle Lowry is not going to help the Lakers get to the next level or to make the you know finals, what the Lakers need is to get a big and maybe a couple of spot up shooters because that's what they're missing. And this idea, I mean, you know, Marcus Hall, uh, Kyle Kuzma, Montrez, they can all be on the trading block, but to trade Schroeder for Kyle Lowry is just switching the same pieces with the younger one, a lot less cheaper than Kyle Lowry. So at thirty million dollar. That's really a disappointing that the Lakers would even consider that. Giving that they need bigs, they need more bigs. They need. Well, I, I, I don't think. And Jeff, it, Jeff, I don't think they would be done. It's not like you know. And by the way, it would take more than just Dennis Schroeder because you got to match contracts. It would probably take KCP. Maybe there's a one of these young players, Trav, that be involved as well. But I think Jeff is. Um, I think he's undermining Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry's that that's real deal. He's 34 years old. You're not asking him to come out here for the next three years and be the future of the Lakers. The 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 question, Trav, is there some players on this Lakers roster? It's not a guarantee Dennis Schroeder is going to be on the Lakers past this year. Montrezl mm-hmm. Harrell is not a guarantee he's going to be on the Lakers past this year. Tht is not a guarantee he'll be on on the Lakers past this year. And I'm I'm just that's just those are facts. I'm I'm not you know by any means saying hey take this play over that play or whatever the case is. So in in different circumstances, I can understand Jeff's point, but I think in this circumstance, that that's it's an incredibly fair conversation to have trying to win a championship this year. Yeah, I, I just look. I, I think a lo- all of this is getting a little bit twisted up in the fact that they're losing a bunch of games right now. But it's why they're losing games that I'm not really dying to do any of these moves. Maybe other than Andre Drummond, which I think has gone from maybe a luxury item to maybe something a little bit more necessary than that. 
the Laker future is here already. It's Anthony Davis and LeBron James. It, these are the guys that are going to be. They've re-signed LeBron. Anthony Davis has been re-signed to a long-term deal. This is going to be the core of your team. If you can get a guy like Kyle Lowry in free agency on, on some sort of cheap deal or something, then that's fine. But you, we don't need to look to what's coming up two years from now. They need to get healthy. And then they need to win the championship again. And then these things tend to take care of themselves. This is the most Laker problem ever. It's like you have Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And yeah, but what's the future? Guys, it's right there. It happens to be hurt right now. It happens to be maybe something that is very unfamiliar to Laker fans to see a team that's the defending champ that's playing bad basketball right now, or at least not winning basketball, and start thinking, about, okay, well, what are we going to do to fix it? Just everybody... <sighs> Calm down. These guys are coming back. The future is already in purple and gold and blue and white and black and yellow and all the other colors that they wear right now. But it's here. Just everybody chill. But, Trav, they would they would make no move without the understanding that it is trying to help out this season. You see what I'm saying? So I, yeah. I, I get your point, but if Palenka and the Lakers front office decide to make a move between now and noon tomorrow or they take advantage of the buyout market – I think they're only thinking of the current, right? They're only thinking of how can we match up with the rest of the West, keep our head above water until LeBron and AD come back and go up potentially against the Brooklyn Nets in the finals. All right. Kurt Heelan from Pro Basketball Talk is going to join us next. We'll continue this conversation. We'll hear what he has heard regarding maybe Kyle Lowry and Andre Drummond and all the other trade and buyout options as well. That's coming up next. Travis and Slee on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I didn't know that blue cheese was a luxury item, but yeah. I, I guess that I'm, I was I'm... I was I was losing the argument, so I <laughs> I panicked. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I I could appreciate I that. You get that little chunk when you dig it out with the flat. It just uh, it's a really nice little addition. I all said, right, go, so go at his net worth. Go at his net worth. That's all I had. That's I, right. I panicked that's right. right there. All right, NBA trade deadline is tomorrow at noon out here on the West Coast. Joining us right now is the lead NBA writer and managing editor for NBCSports.com. Kurt Heelan joins us. Kurt, good night. How you been, how you feeling? I'm doing good. I, I, it's all good, man. It's good to hear from you, Travis. You too, as well. So let's start with this. Let's just make it real simple. Do you expect the Lakers to do something between now and the deadline? If anything, I got a feeling it's minor. I know that they, their name came up today in, in Kyle Lowry trade talk. I'm not sure. It's just hard for the Lakers to put anything like that together that makes real sense for both sides just because they're up against the, the hard cap. Um, I they might be something small. Obviously, they were looking at the buyout market and trying. I still think they probably land like somebody like Andre Drummond, but um, we'll, we'll see. I, I think that they're more likely to go that route than it's just financially where they are. It's just hard to pull off a trade right now. Uh, Kurt, you just mentioned uh, Andre Drummond. I was telling Trav when we started the show. I think I've heard um, fourteen teams now interested or feel like yeah. they have the edge on Andre Drummond. <laughs> With that yeah. being said. Um, 
if let's just say hypothetically he ended up with the Lakers, what type of a fit would that be? How big would it be? Not only his addition, but other teams not getting Andre Drummond. I, I hate to overstate how much buyout guys can be because we get all excited about it this time of year, and they can they can help in situations. But remember, for every guy, you're like, remember this buyout? Most of them are Reggie Jackson with the Clippers last year, right? <laughs> like that's <laughs> that's pretty much your standard buyout guy. They're getting bought out for a reason. Drummond brings part of the reason Drummond's getting bought out is just that massive salary, you know, twenty eight point seven that he's getting this year. Um, you know, where the Lakers obviously aren't paying that. He is an elite rebounder. He is a big body in the middle. Uh, he can get. He will get you buckets. He's not stretching the floor, but um, he's not. The, he's not the passer that Mark Gasol is, but he's more mobile and he's kind of the same guy in the sense defensively that he's just. He's a big body who knows how to be kind of in the way and take up space and make it difficult to score inside. And like I said, it, what he one of the might be the best rebounder in the game, certainly one of the best rebounders in the game. So there are absolutely skills he brings to the table. I'm, you know, I think when you hear other teams get mentioned or the Knicks or something like that, part of it is simply other teams could have a bigger role for him down the line. With the Lakers, you know, he's going to have time, but is let's, let's be honest, when we get into the playoffs, you get into the second round of the playoffs and the Lakers are playing the Clippers or Utah or whoever it is in the second round, you're going to do a lot of Anthony Davis at the five, man. Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. The best lineups, the best lineups are still Anthony Davis playing center. And that role is going to shrink. And some other teams will try to sell him on a, they can pay him more in future years and B, Hey, um, we can give you a bigger role. And that you never know what a guy's going to choose. You, you'd like to think, man, they just, he's been on Cleveland and, Detroit. He wants to go win a ring with LeBron. Like you would think that that's the mindset. Not always the mindset, man. Kurt Heelan joining us. He is the lead NBA writer for NBASports.com. And Kurt, is it as simple as no matter how far the Lakers fall, as long as they are in the tournament with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, by the time we get to May, whether they're the you know in the top half of the draw or the bottom half of the draw, they're still the team to beat. Yes. Yeah. Look, the Lakers are, and I've, I've described this to other markets. You know what they are. You're setting the bar. The Lakers are the bar to clear. Now, could you tell me that I don't know, Brooklyn's an easy example? A healthy Brooklyn clears that bar. Yeah, I, you could talk to me. I, I, I could see that happening. That is not some crazy wild idea. The, the idea that one team may get hot and clear the bar, but a healthy Laker team is the bar, and it's really high. <laughs> LeBron James and Anthony Davis raise the le- level of everything around them and everyone around them. And everything, all the frustrations we've had, I don't know about that shooter right now. And, I, you know, what is Montrezl Harrell going to do? And how is all this going to fit? So many problems are solved when those two guys are on the floor. It just, it just, it just covers up uh, so many other mistakes. And it's, it's, what separates, well, it's, it's what separates the Lakers from, to use the easy example, Utah. Mm-hmm. Utah's a brilliant, beautiful ensemble. But if, that, if Joe Ingles has an off night, with all due respect to Donovan Mitchell, he doesn't cover it up like LeBron James or Anthony Davis covers it up. Like mm-hmm. it's, you just you have to be perfect in a way the Lakers, they just have stars who just cover everything up. Uh, Kurt, uh, Kurt Halen for the Pro Basketball Talk, taking some time to join the Travis and Sleeva show. Kurt, I got a question on some of the other names that we've heard and, and just get your thoughts on this. Yeah. Where do you think a guy like LaMarcus Aldridge ends up? Um, DeMarcus Cousins, we heard his name early on 
when he left the Houston Rockets, but you haven't really heard much of his name since then. Any idea some of these other names that we've heard over the last couple of weeks? Uh, Aldridge looks like he's bound for Miami. That That is the – I don't want – nothing is sure till inks on paper, but smart money's on him in Miami. A, dude, he gets to live in Miami. There are worse places to live. B, um, they need help at the four and back up five, and that's what he can still do for them. He's another guy who's you – know, I don't know how much he can help as dramatic – you know, look – Unless, unless Eric Spolstra has a DeLorean with a flux capacitor in the back that he can go get the, DeMar- the, the, the LaMarcus from about five or seven years ago, he's not going to help that much because he's just not as mobile anymore, but he can help. And he's certainly a match in certain matchups, he can be a help. So it's kind of like Blake Griffin. It, Blake Griffin can help Brooklyn in certain matchups in the playoffs, and that's kind of what LaMarcus is. But he seems bound for Miami. That seems almost certain. DeMarcus, I have just not heard. You know who I keep hearing? is Your old friend JaVale McGee. Mm. He's he's everybody's plan B. Mm. Did, you know, you brought it up, Kurt. Talking about uh, the flux capacitor. Did we ever get a read on where Hill Valley actually was? Do we know where that is? That in Florida? Could that be a possibility? Uh, <laughs> it might be. I, I, I you know, there's got to be a joke in there. I, I, I no, no. It was the play, It was. I was to say it's the city with the strip mall. Well, that doesn't help. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Yeah. Very quickly here, but we'll let you go. Just, uh, Slee and I were talking about this a minute ago, and I've never wanted to be wrong about something more in my life. But when LeBron went down, and I know it was a random fluke collision play, but could we see a different LeBron James, not just for the remainder of this season, but at his age, with the minutes he's played, with the amount of miles he's put on those tires, could we see LeBron different moving forward? I hope not. Um just as a basketball fan, I hope not. Um, I right. doubt it, though. I just, I just don't think that that's how. Not even just physically, so much as mentally. That's just not how LeBron is wired. And he, you know, I mean, aside the fact he was yelling in pain, you know, Le- LeBron has played through. You know, you read Jeff Stotts over at um, in Street Clothes tracks basketball injuries. LeBron has had something like twenty something. I think twenty five something like that ankle sprains over the course of his career and just plays through them half the time. Like just barely misses time, barely misses a beat. He is, you know, a T-1000 liquid metal terminator pretty much. <laughs> he just doesn't seem to be injured. And that was in L.A. The fact that he's missing. That was in L.A. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but all those injuries, I mean, he just plays through that stuff. And I expect he'll be back and back to being himself because the other part of that is, I mean, and you guys, we have all seen this out here. Nobody takes care of himself like LeBron, i mean kobe did honestly so there's other guys steve nash there's a handful of guys who really take care took care of their bodies lebron's at the peak of that like he just takes care of himself so well that you expect when he's back he's going to be himself kurt healan from nbcsports.com he is their lead nba writer kurt always good to talk to you appreciate you coming on tonight thank you kurt hey take take care guys i'll talk to you soon yeah i hope so all right it's time it is time. Are we there time B- before? For before Travis? Before yes. we get there? Oh, I'm so this excited. coverage on ESPN LA 710 is brought to you by Santa Monica Lincoln, your Los Angeles Lincoln dealership for sales and service. We uh, appreciate their partnership. Absolutely. Now, now we the do. floor is yours, Travis. Well, the floor is soon to be yours, my friend. Ask Slee coming up next. Travis and Slee with 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. 
your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. All right. It is my favorite segment of our show. So I don't know. If what were we talking same... about in that promo? I don't know. That's Well, that's Chris's favorite thing to do is to take a, something out of context and make it sound like something else. But I He's usually, a master of that. But I usually know what we're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't about. remember I that. Remember. Yeah, work it up or work it down. I don't remember what that was either. You ready for this? Let's do it. All right, so this is, I like this, a little new blood. This is okay. from Rob Jameson, mm -hmm. and he says, hashtag Ask Slee, would you be better than Ireland at the radio play-by-play -play calling the Lakers games? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> I've never done any play-by-play. -play. Uh, John is uh, obviously a man of, uh, of many crafts. Yeah, not, uh, not winning that battle. No, John's John is extraordinary. It was funny when we did the uh, Travis versus Ireland. You've mentioned that a Black couple Gold. times, and you've you know you've talked about how it's kind of flex your muscle out on the well, golf. Look, uh, there are the very few course. things I'm good at. I'm good at eating, and I'm I'm okay <laughs> at golf. But when I made a really long putt to extend the match, and John just instinctively did the play by play. It was happening. It was awesome. What? It was no! fantastic because as the ball's curling, the hook goes. You've got to be kidding me! And just bam, right in. It was absolutely. Absolutely Listen, loved it. Listening to them, I'll use yesterday as an example. So, you know, you have blowouts. Yesterday was a blowout. By the mm -hmm. time you're in the third quarter, here you are, John and Michael. You know, they got to talk about this. <laughs> they have to be entertaining. Sometimes the stuff that comes to Michael's head yeah. <laughs> and John just balancing that while the game is going on, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a work of art. Let's say that. So you said you've never done that. Why did you get into broadcasting? What was, like, what was the thing that you wanted to do? Was it talk radio or was it something else? Um, you know, it's funny when I was a kid, I used to call into, uh, remember coach John Cantera? Sure. So coach who's down in San Diego, um, it would be after Laker games, Laker games. Uh, I wanted to, you know, you watch the game, you got excited and you wanted that to continue and you didn't want it just to be highlight. So I would listen to sports talk radio. So that's really why I got into it. There you go. All right, here. This one is from Drew in West LA and he says, hashtag ask Slee, do you prefer Hydrox or Oreos? Oreos. Do you know what Hydrox is? No idea. <laughs> I had a feeling. So Hydrox are like the uh, bottom shelf version of or Oreos are the blue cheese of, <laughs> of, of sandwich cookies. How, and Hydrox are I like see the- i uh, I've the, seen these here. Give me a second here. Yeah, Hydrox I, they're, cookies. They're knockoff Oreos. And I believe it or not, I think they were actually first and then Oreo kind of copied them, but then took the high ground. Or the labeling is the same. It's still the, the blue and everything. I mean, that is literally an exact replica of an Oreo. Um, you know, now that I'm giving this a little bit more- more time i kind of respect hydrox coming in the game i'm going hydrox <laughs> I've, been, I've been at oreo forever are you a big like you just okay i would have been on, yeah yeah my fault come on man I, I was gonna be i was gonna be disappointed fault, if you finished that question let's just yes i am an oreo guy i'm an original guy i can do a double stuff if that's all you got what don't done. you like um there's a handful of things there's okay not many in the cookie game what don't you like um Mm, there's not much. Cookies are pretty good. Oatmeal and raisin. Yeah, sure. Okay, sure. I mean, it's not my anything cinnamon flavored. I'm kind of out on. So, what are the the Snickerdoodles? Are those cinnamon? Yeah. I don't like those. 
Okay. But the rest right. of it's pretty good. Uh, Hydrox, right, I did not know. I did here not know comes that another was. one. This is from Dave. Actual sports question, hashtag okay. Ask Slee. I don't think that this is an actual sports question, but mm-hmm. it says, is it okay to tailgate for a Little League game? What if you're coaching? <laughs> so if the game starts at, let's say, 5, right? Game starts at 5. Uh-huh. You get out there around 3. And if the rest of the squad doesn't get there till 4, a lot of people are going to think, man, this guy is giving – look at the effort this coach is giving. Look at the manager coming out two hours prior. And you're sitting in that parking lot. Maybe you're watching another game going on. You're going to face that squad That's coming up perching. in another week or two weeks or so. You perch on the outfield fence and you watch and you criticize the kids under your breath. It's a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. What I, what I don't think you should do is have two hot dogs tailgating before your meal starts. But I will say <laughs> the disappointment in your face, Trav, the disappointment in your face. Well, I'm just thinking there maybe there's something else with those hot dogs. You probably can't, you know, have it out in front of the children, but there are there are other ways to get things done. I, t- right. I take it whoever asked that question is tailgating before he. <laughs> yeah, I, th- yeah. I think he was looking for permission more than anything else. This is important. Was it Tom Hanks League of Their Own? We just <laughs> completely. Well, and Buttermaker the- had a uh, a bucket full of ice cold beers in the dugout and Bad News Bears. That uh, Buttermaker might not have been a great influence on the children, but that's a it's a story for another day. This is from Francis and Glendale. Mm-hmm. Hashtag ask Slee, Katie, Regina, Karen, or Gretchen. Do you know what he's talking about there? No. I'm gonna give you the names one more time. Okay. Katie, Regina, Karen, or Gretchen. It is a favorite of mine. It's a movie. Mm-hmm. It's four characters from a movie that you would probably not think is a, on the short list of my favorite movies, but you'd be wrong because it's awesome and it featured Lindsay Lohan at the peak of her powers. Is this... Um, yes, it is. Lindsay Lohan. Is it uh, Clueless or whatever? That- no, mean Girls. Mean Girls. S- same idea. Wait, was Lindsay Lohan in Clueless as well? She was not. That was Alicia Silverstone. Um, okay, so which movie? Say it again. So it's it's Mean Girls, and those were the four Mean Girls: <laughs> Katie Regina, who was played by uh, Rachel McAdams, Karen and Gretchen, who were played by the girl from the ABBA movie and the girl from Party of Five. I don't know their real names, but uh, the answer is Katie Heron. That would be Lindsay Lohan's character. She she was really at the peak of her powers in that movie. It's um, very important to me that you know this. I'm looking at it right now. Katie Heron is a hit with the Plastics. Yeah, that's their that was the name of their little clique. The plastic. A-list girl click at her new school until she makes a mistake of falling. Okay. All right. Yeah. Then she tried to steal. Uh, she tried to steal Regina's boyfriend. I, I do up. have. I do have a Cobra Kai update for you later on in the show. I did oh, nice. started. I, I kind of got back into it. All right. Let's see. Uh, this is from Fuzzy Dunlop, and mm-hmm. he writes: I heard a guy on your show once called bacon overrated. If bacon is overrated, then what kind of food is underrated? Hashtag Ask Slee. Okay, this is what's underrated. First of all, it's how you're going to use bacon. I just feel like bacon, when you go, how often does this happen to you, Trav? Do you go into a deli and are you getting a BLT? Is that your go-to sandwich? No, it's not. It's not my go-to either. Yeah. So that's why. Late night in a diner after being out for a little while, it's not a bad choice. Yeah, and and by the way, bacon and eggs—that's great mix also right a there. Good choice. I, I would Why go. Not get both? I'd probably go sausage before I go uh, before I go bacon. Okay. Okay. Uh, what's underrated? Turkey's like, underrated. Oh, 
Turkey's on, underrated. Sweetie. No, we it is. You're doing so well. It is. We it's underrated. So, it can be dry. It's kind of bland, if we're being honest. You got to put a lot of stuff on top of it to get it down. It's just. I, I, I was very, really pleased with listen, this segment. Listen, and you just totally sent a torpedo into the side of our. You're boat putting with down turkey. Two pounds of bacon. God knows what kind of ground beef. Three <laughs> sausages. How do you feel after? I mean, who cares? It was good while it was in my mouth. Oh, that was that's fun. awesome. You're the man, Travis. <laughs> You feel like death after all that. Yeah, I mean, you're not looking to go run around the block. That's I, for sure. I, I am probably, I am probably the only person that could have chicken uh, 15 times a day and not get sick of chicken. <laughs> all right, let's try a couple more here. This is from our pal John in Huntington Beach of Fullerton. Uh, hashtag Ask Slee. Which do you prefer? Flex fit, snapback, or fitted? If fitted, what size are you, and what's the last hat you bought? Um, flex you're a hat guy. You, I see you in a hat more often than not. Flex fit are solid. Mm-hmm. Those are solid. Those kind of get the job done. Uh, the problem is, you know, some of the other hats. I mean, for me, they crunch up in the back. It looks awful in the back. So the flex fits are are probably the best way to go. Okay. And what was the last hat you bought? Last bought last hot. Oh, you know where I was? I was in uh, up in Julian Mountain. Julian Mountain up there, I got one of their... I like buying those. You go to like a random coffee shop, they they sometimes have good hats. So that's the last one I bought was up in uh, Julian Mountain. All right, let's try one more here. This is from Darb. <laughs> and this is... I don't know why he's asked... Uh, let's see. Hashtag Ask Slee. Question. Does Slee boycott certain things that are probably really fun and great randomly because others like it? I, I think what he's getting at, I think this is more directed at me, Slee, that sometimes if a lot of people are enthusiastic about something, I decide not to go just because I, I, I like to, I just don't like to go with, do certain things with certain people, even if it might be fun. Weren't you I like saying, to stick to my Weren't gut. you saying last week concerts big crowds you're not yeah. you're, you're not into well it's all not that. like a, con- a concert is fine because it's very hard to go to a concert without a big crowd right so mm-hmm. that's just kind of the, the price of doing business to go to a ball game there's going to be a crowd but like if somebody but said, you hey, went to coachella nine years in a row and you tented out for a week <laughs> yeah well glow stick and a whistle that's that's my my uniform when I go to a concert. I still don't but, understand the whistle. The whistle, I, I still have no but idea have what them. it is. That's why I like it. And they got uh, they got uh, what, what's that thing? Uh, a ring pop. They'll, they'll they'll use a ring pop too. I don't know what's going on, but I kind of dig the whole visual of the whole thing. I think what what uh, our pal Darb is getting at is is for instance, if, am I not fun? Yeah, probably. He's probably right. <laughs> no, that's like, what he's asking. Let's say there's a barbecue down the street. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And there's a few people there that you'd really like to spend time with. Mm-hmm. But there's also going to be two or three people there that you really are not super mm. fond of. Do you go? That's what he's asking. This is, this is a great question, and I think I have something right now going on in my life where I can Ooh. reflect on this, okay? This is why we do this. Okay, go. Trav, there's a, there's a text chain, right? Some old buddies. I think four of them total on there. One of them I'm not crazy about. It deters me away from being a part of the chat because of the one. Somebody might look at the chat and say, hey, it's all good. You got three other guys. These are your buddies. I'll just text them on the side rather than being <laughs> on the group chat. <laughs> See, look, so I might not go to the barbecue, but uh, when everybody you, leaves, I might come hang out. You just redeemed yourself for your terrible turkey talk. This, this this was fantastic that that you two would rather just you know what 
I'm not really feeling, um, you know, Bill over there. So I'm just, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll catch t- uh, Tom, uh, Dave, and uh, Gary uh, later because Bill's a pain in the ass. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit this one out. I, I like that a lot, Slee. I like that because you're really punishing yourself from not having a good time, yeah. which I respect. Yeah, nothing better than some dry ass turkey. Okay. <laughs> I'm so staying with that bacon one. sucks, but turkey is underrated. I remind me never to have you pick up my sandwich. I think that's the thing that uh, oh, that's I've good. learned more than anything. All right, Lindsay Theory wrote an absolutely fantastic piece on ESPN.com today talking about the relationship between Jared Goff and Sean McVay and how it went wrong and why it went wrong. She's going to join us next. That's coming up. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.